there on Podcast Line, and welcome back to Spoilers, your movie review podcast on the Rat Pack Podcast Network. This is the movie where we watch a bad movie, we break it down, we make fun of it for your viewing pleasure. My name's Hollywood, your host today, and I'm joined by two regulars and a special guest. Two regulars are Maestro, introduce yeah. yourself, Adam, hello, and returning to the show is Cowboy. Hola. Welcome back, Cowboy. Padres. Yeah, we didn't even do a test on it. Test, test. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can hear me, right? Yeah, you're fine. Okay, you're yeah. next to me, of course. It's like, it's like, I know what you're talking about. It's like, like your volume's like super low right now. <laughs> you're like, oops. What? Cowboy's not here and we can't even hear him. <laughs> Today, we are watching a movie from Martin, our South African listener who requested a movie from us. It is a movie starring Adam's boy. Yeah. Mr. Bruce Willis. With one of the worst movie titles I've ever heard, oh, yeah. <laughs> 2006, Lucky Number Slevin. Yeah. This movie was directed by Paul McGugan, mm-hmm. starring Josh Hartnett, Bruce Willis, Lucy Liu, Morgan Freeman, and Sir Ben Sir Kingsley. Ben King, that's right. Because he was knighted. He was knighted even though he was in one good movie in his whole career. Oh, yeah? What, what, Two. Which one? He won an Oscar for Gandhi. Okay. He portrayed Gandhi. Right, right, right. And he was nominated for House of Sand and Fog. Hmm. He's an ex-Iranian general who wants to buy a house from Jennifer Connelly in San Francisco. You didn't like him in Iron Man? <laughs> oh, is the Mandarin? Yeah, the, Mandarin, the quote-unquote yeah. Mandarin. Right. Ugh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, Martin, our South African listener, he sent us a bunch of movie requests. We've we've uh, gone through a lot of them. I, I think this is actually his last one. Yeah. He might have one more. We got to check. Yeah, I'll look into that. But uh, anyway, Martin, this one's for you. Yep. I'm sure you picked this because Adam loves Bruce Willis. Yeah, man. Or maybe you actually like this movie. We'll see. We'll get into it. Uh, let me do a brief synopsis, then we'll jump into it. A case of mistaken identity lands Slevin, that's his name, yep. lands Slevin into the middle of a war being plotted by two of the city's most rival crime bosses, the rabbi and the boss. Slevin is under constant surveillance by relentless Detective Burkowski, as well as the infamous assassin Bruce Willis, a.k.a. Good Cat. And finds himself having to hatch his own ingenious plot to get them before they get him. Have you guys ever seen Lucky Number Slevin before? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I know you have because I have Bruce Willis. Uh, absolutely. This is a movie that I bought sight unseen because it was Bruce Willis. It was, uh, I think it was like a blockbuster, one of those things. This is a long, a long time ago. One of those, like, buy this DVD for like three bucks or something. I'm like, oh, yeah, Bruce Willis, I'll buy it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I watched it. I don't remember much about it. And watching it again, even as I watched it now, I didn't remember anything that was happening. Okay. But it was still pretty predictable. Like, I, I, I didn't remember what was happening, but I somehow had an idea of what was, where things mm-hmm. were going. But it was still a Bruce Willis movie. I never <laughs> saw this movie. I was turned off by the title. When I, in 2006, when I heard this title, I was like, fuck that movie. <laughs> Cowboy, have you ever I, seen this? It's been a while since I've seen it. Um, I'm going to contribute as much as I can as I drink my Coors Light. All right. Okay. So he's sort of going in blind. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, Adam, this yep. is kind of your your boy right here. Yeah. This is your your movie with your boy. <laughs> well, not necessarily. It's partly his boy. I mean, the majority of the movie. No, he's is, fully my well, boy. He's like the best uh, character oh. of the movie. <laughs> I like the bit where they're talking at the very beginning, where they're talking about the Kansas City Shuffle. That was probably one of my favorite oh, yeah. parts. Yeah, in it, the airport it, or it the bus off, terminal or whatever. Yeah, it starts off in the airport uh, with uh, Bruce Willis talking to some random guy. He's in a wheelchair. He's telling him a story about the Kansas City Shuffle and about the... He, he's pretty much. This is like exposition, right? This yeah. Be the exposition. This is all exposition. This is telling you what this world is and who's yeah. in it, and yeah. so they're hitting over the head with exposition like right out the gate. Yeah. Now th- this right off the bat, I kind of was a little like put off mm-hmm. by the way that things were being done. Bruce, Will- the way Bruce Willis's whole telling the story thing, and it, it just it felt like this. It, it felt weird. Like mm-hmm. this was not. It didn't make. Ah, I guess because it, it takes place, the story takes place in an older time, so there's kind of a little bit of old timey talk that they're using, uh, mm-hmm. some weird words, and it just. It, well, hold on a second. It's like the '70s or the '80s, and you're saying that's old timey talk. Well, how old are you com- <laughs> compared to 2014 or two, what, what year is this? 2006. <laughs> 2006. Yeah. Uh, it, it it seemed like it was a little bit dated. The, the way the way he was talking was somebody that seemed like from the '60s. That uh, like uh. <laughs> He's telling a story. So this guy, he had a nose, and right below his nose, he had a mouth, which he took. We talked a lot, and this other guy had some ears. It's it like that was like, what the fuck? It, just, it seemed like a really weird way to be telling a story. But again, it's Bruce Willis. I'm like, I'm a, I'm in listening. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what do you have to say? Go for it. 
Yeah, so he, he starts off talking about the, the the race that's happening. And uh, there's a, what do they call it? Like a doctor's fix or something? A medical fix? Where so, so somebody's giving... It's like the trainer or like the, the vet. Yeah. I think it's the vet. He, they're like doping up the, the horse to make sure that he's going to win. Yeah. So the, he's, he's got like steroids or whatever. So like, all right, this horse is going to win for sure. He starts telling people. Uh, other people start telling other people. Word gets around. Uh, this one nobody guy is like, uh, he hears about it, so he's going to make some money for his family. So, like, all right, put the bets in. He goes to see uh, one of the bookies, which is in another Bruce Willis movie with uh, Hudson Hawk. In, in Hudson Hawk, that's like his best friend in the movie, which okay. I was like, hey, yeah, cool. Bruce Willis, he likes that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he puts the bet with him. He's like, all right, but you understand, if you put this bet, he bets $20,000. He's like, all right, that's a lot of money. Uh, what does 22? I don't know. Whatever. 20-ish. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of money for those times for this one guy. He does the he, equivalent for the 60s would be like, what, $70,000 basically? I don't know. Not that much. 60? Maybe like 50. Okay. Yeah. But, the, but the point is, in order for him to take the bet, he has to, we, we find out later that he he takes the same bet and he takes it to the boss and he takes it to uh, the rabbi. which is, So they're, they're going to help cover the bet. And he's going to, he thinks it's a for sure thing. So like, yeah, I'll do it. Fine. No, 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 no big deal. Well... So they're they're showing the race and the, the horse is going and it's like the 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 horse. Do we do we know what the horse's name at this point? No, no. We find out later. Okay, at the end actually. Yeah. So so the horse is going. It's like it's winning. It's like yeah, I'm gonna win. And then the horse, I guess, they had too much drugs. So it just, I think they pumped him full of like adrenaline or something. Yeah. Well, they explain later what happened. They just be, uh, he was overdoped. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. So the horse collapses and he loses. So now. Okay, this is also a pretty interesting scene. The, the the guy that made the bet, he's in the parking lot with his kid in the car. He's like, "All right, this is these are the odds. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to go in. I'm going to bet." And uh, but you got to wait in the car. I'm like, well, I got to wait in the car because only degenerate gamblers take their kids yeah. <laughs> into a racetrack. Uh huh. I feel like leaving your kid in the car is a much, much more worse. degenerate <laughs> move than taking him in to see a, a, a racehorses. Yeah, but uh, whatever. It's not like the kids betting on the horses yeah I mean, he's just watching the horses yeah, there's kids all, all i mean yeah they're serving drinks and whatnot the kids aren't, aren't gonna bet obviously you can be there yeah there's kids at racetracks all the time kids are in casinos they yeah. just walk through them to get to the arcade right they have arcades still sometimes yeah. sometimes oh. yeah so the, the 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 horse goes down he goes out to the car car's gone now this feels weird to me that already there's these guys after him trying to collect the money. Like within minutes of him losing the race, they got these uh, these thugs. Like, hey, where's your money? Where's the money? Uh, we stole your kid because we know you don't have the money. Well, <laughs> like, something tells me that it happens over the course period of a certain amount of time. Fifteen minutes. Uh, are you sure? I'm I'm positive. Yeah, as soon as the race is over, he's already outside. Because he promises. And he's like, he's like, Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy. The the kid makes him promise. Fifteen minutes is all it's going to take to do this, and it'll be in and out. Yeah. So within fifteen minutes. Thugs are alerted. They're on the premises. They stole the the, the car with the kid in it. I'm like, all right, where's the money? Now, apparently, the 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 fix had the, the fix was in. The mobsters knew about it, and they didn't like the fact that some random guy is trying to make money off of the fix. Mm-hmm. So they need to make a lesson. They need to kill this guy in order to show everybody else you don't fuck with us. You don't try to steal our money because mm-hmm. of a fix. So he kills the guy. He kills the the the, the wife at home sitting there. Doing dishes, she gets she gets killed. The kid gets taken out, and uh, he he gets shot by some random person. It's like mm-hmm. every, everybody dies. It's all over. Yeah. And this is a story Bruce Willis is telling the random guy in in, in the airport. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh shit, that's fucked up." But how's that a Kansas City shuffle? Because he's explaining that, that that's what's happening right now. And then he does this <laughs> stupid move. This is Kansas City shuffle. He points over in one direction. The guy turns his head, looks back. Bruce Willis is gone. Oh, it's, it's about diverting attention to another thing. That's what a Kansas City Shuffle is. Draw attention to the one place while something else is happening on the other side. It's like a magician's trick type of thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, he kills the guy. <laughs> no, he snaps his neck. Yeah, like he, he straight up, bah! Yeah, Bruce Willis snaps the guy's necks, put him in the wheelchair, and then leaves the airport. And he puts him in the back of a truck, yeah. like a like a delivery-style yeah. truck. Right. And before he actually does that, he actually says, I'm sorry, but the Kansas City Shuffle doesn't actually work unless you have a body. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the body. So me watching this as 10 minutes into the predicament Josh Hartnett's in, I already know, I've seen so many movies like this yeah. where I'm like thinking, oh, okay, I know who that guy in the airport is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I already knew that like 10 minutes into the Josh Hartnett's little 
Let oh, I'm in my towel. Yeah. Yeah. So for, from there, now. Oh, wait, before you continue, Adam, during that flashback sequence, yeah. when everybody is being alerted of the, of the fix with the horse, yeah. I think it's the waiter who's overhearing the mobsters talking. Right. He calls his nephew and he goes, Walter, who's your favorite uncle? Oh, yeah. And then his next line is, who's your second favorite uncle? Yeah. And there's a pause. Just listen. Yeah. <laughs> I like that line. Yeah. <laughs> so at, at, at this point, uh, well, I, I got a problem with this, this first scene already, uh-huh. right off the bat. Uh, you're in an airport. Uh-huh. What year is it? It's 2006? Yeah. This is post 9-11. Okay. There's cameras everywhere. Cameras everywhere, yes. Are you sure it's an airport and not like a bus terminal? Wherever it is, there's got to be cameras. Okay. There, there, where, if, if it, it could be a, a, a bus station. There's got to be cameras somewhere. Okay. Uh, Bruce Willis would have been caught on camera just snapping this guy's neck and then wheeling him out in a wheelchair. This is true, but he's a legendary assassin, so he probably took care of that. And he is Bruce Willis. Okay. All right. Move so, on. I'll buy that. So if there, <laughs> so, okay. So if there are logic mistakes in this movie, yeah. How much of a pass does the Bruce Willis card play? Oh, that would put me until about ten minutes after the movie's over. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of. Yeah. Lot he, of, he gets like, a lot of leeway. Yeah. Right. After after he walks to the bathroom after the movie and comes out of the bathroom. Then I started getting skeptical. Like, oh, yeah, but it's yeah. over. Too bad. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Next movie. So the Bruce Willis card, no matter what, it's he's yeah, he's fine. fine. It cool. gives him a chance for redemption, okay. basically. Th- right? There was one movie that of his that I was watching that I I couldn't, I had to turn off. What Death Becomes Her? No. <laughs> Check the archives for that one. We yeah, that's also on the uh, spoilers uh, movie list that we've done. But there was a movie that he played some sort of old hick, not old, but like really rednecky hick guy. He had a wife beater on. He had a weird, like, handlebar mustache type of thing. I, I, I couldn't stand seeing him that way. So, like, I can't watch this movie. So, I don't even know what it was about or anything. I didn't so, get that far into it. So, basically, because he was wearing a wife beater and a mustache, you said no. He was also, he had, a, like, a, he, was, he played a really stupid redneck dude. Like, um, like, like from the south, missing teeth even. and He had missing teeth, too? I, yeah. It was a bad look. I, I blocked it from my memory. It just I, that's that's the only wow. time the past did not work for Bruce Willis. Wow. Actually, we skipped a major, major, major thing, Uh-oh. Adam. Before before you continue, we see a guy in a parking lot get taken out by somebody, which it's clearly oh Bruce yeah, Willis, because he comes into play later on when you find the big twist. Remember that very beginning of what? the movie? black guy gets shot up in he's the parking wearing, lot. He's wearing a tan in the parking suit. Structure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. gets killed. Oh, and that's then, right. That's a big part of the movie. That's a big part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so that's happening during the title sequence. Yeah. It's like directed by, blah, 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 produced by. Right. And then a guy, two guys are taken out. They're stabbed in the neck by something. And some guy gets a baseball thrown at his eye. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And in my note, I put, oh, baseball to the eye. That can't go through the that, uh, baseball that fast. Unless it's Bruce Willis throwing in. It, it's going 500 miles per hour. Okay. I doubt it'll fucking do damage like that. Well, I don't, I don't think the baseball killed him. I think the baseball just knocked him back. Maybe knocked him out or no something. like it went through his eye like they made it seem like the baseball like blew up half his face oh, <laughs> i don't know but i i, I remember seeing it cla- crash the glasses yeah he's wearing glasses so maybe yeah. it broke the glasses the glasses went into his eye well let's okay. just think about it this way when you're playing baseball the distance that the pitcher has from the actual field, 90 feet, 90 feet right mm-hmm. yep. that's a lot of distance for 95 miles an hour to hit somebody Okay. Or at the maximum, of course. But like I doubt the person who will find out later who throws the ball can throw that fast. Though. Well, that's I'm what sure I'm saying. He's throwing it at a at normal maximum, but, but even if you're that close, if you're 10 feet away and you throw the ball 70 miles an hour, that's going to do some Into damage. your eye socket? Yes. Yeah. I, I, also, by the way, you've got to have very good aim. Yeah, well, he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what, basically what we're trying to say is at something going that fast – from that amount of distance, regardless, will probably kill somebody. I don't know about kill, but at least knock unconscious. Well, it would probably, it would do some, some, nif- yeah. Okay, let's think about it this way. Have you ever been hit by anything going faster than 35 miles an hour? Probably. What? 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 A bat? 35 miles an hour? A I don't bat? Know. I, I, I didn't have a, I've been hit by a ball. I wasn't clocking it as 50. it hit my, as what it hit me the baseball. A baseball? No, baseball. I got oh. hit. I, uh, I got hit my lower back by a baseball like how 50, did, 60 miles an hour. How fast? Uh, 50, 60 miles an hour from how far a distance? The pitcher's mound. Okay, so that's 90 feet. Yeah. How 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 fast miles per hour would be 300 feet per second? Be, I don't know. Why are you uh, looking at me? Well, I don't know because <laughs> I'm I, an American. I got I got, I got hit with, with paintballs. <laughs> Wait, yeah, 300 feet per second, but it would ex- it's not solid mass. It no, it's not solid mass, but it leaves a damn good welt even from, say. 30 yards away. Yeah. 40 yards away. Yeah. 
All right, I got a scar here on my face. You see the yeah. scar underneath my eyeball? That happened from one foot away. Yes, that was a baseball bat to the to the face. Oh, that's that was. Yes, I thought it was something else. No, the, the no, the, that's that's a that's a window. Whisker? The the one <laughs> next to my eye. That's a window shattering. Okay, underneath my eye was a baseball bat, and you okay. didn't clock it. I I wasn't I wasn't clocking how fast the bat was going, but it knocked me out. Yes, I I was out for a couple minutes. I I came to being carried to the restroom by my mother, bleeding from the face. This was like back in like t-ball days. Somebody was taking practice swings, and I happened to readjust myself in a weird way where I. Got right into the line of fire of the bat, and it whack. So, okay. uh, pretty sure it was not going ninety miles an hour. Yeah, uh, maybe not even thirty. It was. It couldn't have gone that fast. This is another kid, another kid swinging a bat. So, uh, uh, at that distance, that speed, knocked unconscious. Yeah, that was the end of your baseball career, right? No, you know, I played another year somehow. Huh. I don't know how. To, <laughs> I don't know how that happens because that was t-ball. I did farm division the next year. I don't know. I was I, maybe I was concussed. You guys can't see us, but we're sitting in sort of like a semi-circle. Yeah. And I feel like this is the scene from Jaws where everybody's going to start pulling out all their scars. Like, oh yeah, well I got this scar <laughs> on my ankle from blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. The point is, I was left unconscious by a bat going 15, 20 miles an hour. See, so, I got this scar right bat- here from sixty miles an hour. <laughs> oh, see. 60. I got I got this scar right here from a hot glue gun. <laughs> it was a guy, really hot. A guy bit me on my thumb. Oh my! That was basketball. Going, yeah, that was only going for what. <laughs> That, that's Mike Tyson what, or what? No, <laughs> oh, he didn't go. For he went up for a shot, and I tried to block him, and then his mouth was open, so I missed the ball. So my hand was coming downward because he was shorter than me, Uh-oh. and it did. He got me right on my thumb. Wow! Yeah, so let's. And that start. was only twenty miles an hour. <laughs> the point is, the ball could knock them unconscious. That's all I'm waiting for. If Bruce so. Willis threw it, if anybody, if- <laughs> at least maybe not kill the guy, knock them conscious. Have you ever? You know, you know, softballs are. Relatively hard, but like, you know, the baseballs? Yeah. They're like freaking rocks. Why are we spending so much time? <laughs> this scene lasted two seconds. This was during the title sequence, okay. and we're analyzing anyway. it like it's, like it's the last scene in the, the movie. The movie depends suspects. on this. Like, if this doesn't work, the movie is yeah, gone. Yeah, that's true. Well, we find out later. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> so the next thing you see is, uh, Lucy Liu comes into the, uh, an apartment building, which, uh, which Josh Hartnett is already staying in. And he's well, got- Josh Hartnett gets mugged. That's key. Yeah. Yeah, but he explains that after Lucy Liu comes in. Oh, yeah, that's true. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah, he, he, he's, realize. he's sitting there in a the towel. He's got, he's got like, a scar mm-hmm. on his nose. Lucy Liu comes in looking for who's supposed to live there, mm-hmm. which is, uh, oh, shit. What's his name? Becker? Beckett? Fisher? Fish. His uh, name? Nick Fisher. Nick. Nick. Nick Fisher. Nick. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's Nick's apartment, we find out, where Josh Hartnett is there. He's, he's a buddy of Nick's, and he's there to help Nick with something. I don't know. I don't remember why. He's going through a breakup. Because okay. Slevin walked in on his girlfriend having sex with another guy. Oh, yeah. So he... Oh, that's right. His buddy says, why don't you come down to New York and just, you know, hang out with me and yeah. get your mind off your problems. Lucy Liu, by the way. Wow. Go on. The, I... Uh, the, her, her whole character... Well, she's she's hot already. Uh-huh. Uh, but her, the way her character is, is like extra attractive to me. Oh, okay. Super, like, she's, the, she's literally the girl next door. Mm-hmm. Perfect. She's witty. She's she's smart. It was like, oh, my God. That's, yes. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. It's uh, cool. I, I need a second. Hold on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> From Bruce Willis to Lucy Liu. <laughs> yeah. They make wonderful babies. <laughs> would they be gods? Like, <laughs> yes, have, they would. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Because he's a god and she's a human, so it'd be like Hercules. Yeah, yes. half human, half god. Right, right. So uh, she she's instantly goes on this like Columbo rant about, oh, Nick's gone, he's missing. Like what? Because he's not here right now. That means he's something's happened to him. Well, something has happened to him. But mm-hmm. but, but it, it's a little weird. She eventually leaves. They have a little flirty moment. Uh, she walks back in. He's got his towel off, and he's like, ooh, she's flirting like very like, yeah. oh my god. So you just walk into your neighbor's apartment and you see not your neighbor there and yeah. you instantly start chatting up like, hey, how's it going? I'm Lucy Lou. Wouldn't you be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Who yeah, are yeah. you? Right. Who are you? Let me call downstairs to right. fucking front desk or something. It should be suspicious, but then it, it probably doesn't hurt that he looks like uh, Josh Hartnett. That's true. Mm. But then, what's your name? Slevin? Ooh, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's that sounds, sort of like a bad guy. That sounds like a made-up name. name. First yeah. of all, you're lying. What's yeah. your real name? Cinnamon? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Slevin? No. Oh, we find out why later his name's oh, Slevin. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, as soon as... Which, Lucy- which, if you haven't seen this movie... Yeah. I'm sure you could kind of 
figure out what's happening. What, yeah. What the twist is. Yeah. Based on the, the, the whole exposition at the beginning and like I said, it's, it's pretty predictable. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's still, I mean, it's a Bruce Willis movie. Yeah. So as, as soon as Lucille leaves, these two thugs come to the door. We got a, we got Bubba Gump. Oh yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I was about to say yeah. yeah. Bubba Gump with the weirdest. What I don't know, what's what's up with his face? Well, his name's Slow. Yeah. So he's supposed to be slow, like hey, you come here. Yeah, but he's got this weird thing happening with his lip, and it's it's like what this is. Well, it, it, as Bubba, he had he, the yeah, lip. he had weird things happening with his lip and Forrest. I know, too. I know, but I was like, why do he's that? Typecast it. He's yeah. <laughs> typecast yeah. a weird lip, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what other movie he's in, right? <laughs> uh yes. Oh shoot, Forrest Gump. No. <laughs> He needed a, a a diabetes yes! insulin. Conair. Yes. <laughs> he needed the he needed the insulin shot. Yeah. Oh. He was his buddy. He had a weird lip thing in that movie too, I think. Dude, he's set. Every time <laughs> Forrest Gump or Conair plays, he gets a check. Oh yeah. And that shit's on all the fucking it time. Is, yeah, true, true. Mm-hmm. And this movie is named Slow. Yeah. So, in this world, do you have to, like, <laughs> is, is this like Dick Tracy where it's, like, prune face and you have, like, a fucking prune face? And, right. And lockjaw, you have lockjaw. Why do they call him the boss? He's the boss. Why do they call him the rabbi? He's a rabbi. Yeah. The son's a fairy. Why do they call him the fairy? Because he's, he's a fairy. He's a fairy. <laughs> <laughs> Not like a mythical creature. He's a gay dude. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm yeah, yeah, creatures don't exist in this world. Right. <laughs> but there are people who can throw a ball. Uh, anyway. I thought, I, thought we, I thought we were doing Maleficent here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so these uh these two uh, stupid thugs with really bad these, these are like <laughs> comically out of central casting. Yes, absolutely. Like sidekicks, bad guy sidekicks. Yeah, the way they were talking and like they were like stupid but like still like oh, I got to do a job. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Hart is also pretty he's he's very witty. I, I like his characters like a smart ass. Yeah. He's got this disease where he doesn't <laughs> worry about things. <laughs> I forget what he called it. Like adism or something. Yeah. Well, Adam, this is pre-Breaking Bad. The The bar hasn't been set for Bill Burr and that big black guy as your awesome oh, yeah. thug sidekicks. Right. Sure, sure, sure. The bar hasn't been set yet. Yeah. So they take him to go see the to go see God. Uh, and <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Morgan, yeah. he, he's the boss. He's the boss. That's his Morgan nickname. Morgan Freeman. Yes. They take him to go see him. Hello. Welcome to my penthouse. Right. And it's now explained that, uh, well, first of all, they, they come to the apartment looking for Nick Fisher. And Josh Hartnett's like, that's not me. Um, that's not me. Well, you're here. It looks like you live here, so we're taking you anyway. So, uh, he, and and then Slow goes, oh yeah, show me some ID. <laughs> what? Like, what is he a bouncer at a club? Yeah. <laughs> Just show me some ID. You recognize my face. I broke in here. It's fine. I'll let you go. Right. And oh, wrong guy. Sorry, out. we'll leave now. Yeah. <laughs> that's when. We, that's, when <laughs> that's when we find out that uh, he was uh, mugged. Yeah. Boy, he tells Lucy Lou. Right. So very convenient. He doesn't have his. His wallet. Yeah. Interesting. So he goes to see God. God tells him, Hey, you owe me ninety six thousand dollars. Uh-huh. Like, whoa, I don't I don't what? <laughs> I can't do I'm that. I'm not the guy. Well, how do I know you're not the guy? Yeah. Because I'm not him. Well, how do I know you're not him? Yeah. It's that whole little banter going back and forth. But it, it was I, I enjoyed the the banter. It, it, well, when mm-hmm. with with Josh Hartnett comes into it anyway. The way yeah. his character, his banter between everybody, I found pretty pretty humorous. Mm-hmm. So he says, all right, yeah, if you can't pay me, then you got to do a job for me. All right? What do you want me to do? I want you to kill the fairy. Who's the fairy? The, fairy, uh, the Jewish uh, the rabbi's, rabbi's kid. Yeah, kid. Like, all right. Think about it overnight. Come back mm-hmm. tomorrow. Let me know what you got. Yeah. Meanwhile, across the fucking building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's <silly. laughs> So you have these two rivals right. who are right next to each other. Buildings across. And we find out later on that. They used to be partners, or they used to be in the same association, like mob circle. Yeah. And one of them tried to kill the other, so now they're, they never leave the building. They're right. constantly watching the other from the top floor. Right. Do you ever watch the Romeo and Juliet movie? I was movie? about to say, the Montague's The Montague the... building is right across the street <laughs> from the Capulet building. Right across the fucking street. Yeah. Just, just you stare at each other, like, oh, I'm going to get you. Uh, I'm going to get you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to get you. There's this one part where they were talking about blueproof windows, wasn't it right? Mm-hmm. And then didn't and the rabbi and the boss didn't never left their uh, pe- penthouse. Yeah, for that reason because they were scared that once they got street level, somebody was going to try to whack yeah. them. Right. See, that's why I don't get. It. It's like why would they be right next to each other if that was the case? Why don't they just move themselves to a secret location? 
Because then the movie doesn't work, Mushroom. Is this is <laughs> in this world? Is it like the Romeo and Juliet world where half the city is Montague, right. half the city is Capulet, <laughs> and it's right on the border where they both set up? Yeah, top. it's right on the border. <laughs> and and do the uh do the do the thugs? So does slow have a have a have a handle that says uh boss right and the two ra- the jews have the thing that says rabbi yeah, yeah. And absolutely eventually there's going to be some sort of bit about biting their thumbs at people too <laughs> do you bite your thumb at me sir no but i bite my thumb no but, no, but i bite my thumb at you sir yeah. can you believe jamie kennedy was hired to fucking <laughs> speak shakespeare <laughs> who would have ever thought of that oh boy so afraid right now also that other guy i don't like the um oh crap oh yeah dude i like him you hate my boy John Leguizamo. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like him. I don't buy him. He was, uh, he was the, he was uh, Juliet's cousin, right? Yeah. Also the 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 chop shop guy from John Wick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which you can also check out in the archives. Yeah, man. Morgan Freeman, by the way, in a rare villain role. He's been a villain twice so far. Was oh, that right? Outside of this movie, what he else? was. Well, he was in Wanted. You find out later on that he's oh, the yeah, bad guy, right? And then spoiler alert. Big spoiler alert. You find out that he was behind the whole kidnapping of a little girl in Gone Baby Gone. Oh. Where he was a cop. Okay. Yeah. I didn't see the movie. Yeah. I didn't plan to, though. Yeah. It's good. Anyway, him in a rare bad guy role. We also find out that the reason why he wants to kill the fairy is because uh, he- Someone l- killed his son. Someone killed his son. Oh, yeah. Somebody Somebody killed him. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> well, this is God. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of look like Bruno Mars to me when the first one. Is. Oh yeah. yeah, dude! I looked at that guy and I'm like, Bruno Mars is in this? Well, I didn't know he was black at the beginning. I thought he was like Filipino or something. Oh okay. He looked like, but the first time he got shot, it was mm-hmm. very far away. Yeah. Later on, it zooms in like, okay, yeah, that's a black dude. So, <laughs> like that matters. So he assumes right off the bat that it's the rabbi and his crew right. that took his son out. Right. So now we need to get revenge. You kill the fairy. Mm-hmm. And is your boy? Is your boy? Because uh, uh, isn't it that every time Josh Hartnett leaves, Bruce yeah. Willis walks in the room. Yeah. So, so Slevin leaves, and then and then uh, your Bruce boy Willis. walks in. Yeah. And then they do the shady talk, like, "Does he know?" Yeah. Like that kind of. That was, that was a stupid line here. So he, God tells Bruce Willis, like, "All right, so I'm hiring Wait, you to kill somebody." God isn't Bruce Willis. <laughs> oh. In his own right. Blasphemous. Yeah. Well, he he tells Bruce Willis, "So I'm hiring you to kill somebody." And you're gonna, and you're hiring somebody else to do the yeah. job. And Bruce was like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Don't you worry." Or something like, okay, "Yeah, all right, dude. Uh-huh. A little, uh, some bad writing there, dude. Why the fuck are they still trying to give Bruce Willis hair? <laughs> I had that thought. What the fuck was <laughs> going on with that toupee on his head? Yeah, just he, let him be bald. He's he's better bald. He's better bald. Yeah, or balding. The the, the diehard even that was fine. Yeah, but even if you go like way back, like uh, was it moonlighting? Uh huh. Where he had more hair, it was like, all right. It was believable looking, at least. Yeah. When, they, when they're putting the, this fake hair on him for all these movies, it's like, all right, this is this is not like some guys you need bald. Yeah. <laughs> like like when we watched The Rock, Ed Harris, he was rocking the bald and look. Yeah, man. And then I watched Glenn Gary Glenn Ross this morning. Okay. And that's where a young Ed Harris, like nineteen ninety Ed Harris, and he's got like the receding, yeah, yeah. diehard John McClane hair. Right, right, right. Yeah. Some guys just need to be bald. Yeah. Balding. <laughs> I just I just don't buy the fact that he has hair. It can't. It th- yeah, it's just it, th- it throws so me off. You're used to him not having hair. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Like some guys just need to have that bald look, right? So anyway, he goes back he, to the apartment. Yeah, Slevin does, and uh, he gets picked up by these two uh, Jewish guys, right? And Jewish thugs. The bald guy. Yeah, he's gonna be the bad guy in uh, Ant Man. He's gonna be the Yellow Jacket. Okay, and he was also in House of Cards. See now, when I when I first saw this guy, the, the, these these Jewish thugs guys come in, the balding guy that you're talking about, I thought that was John McClane's son in Die Hard Six. He's got the same yeah, kind of look, it was but Jai it, Courtney. Yeah, yeah. So so I'm I'm making all kinds of connections with all these movies. Like oh, that guy from Hudson Hawk. Oh, he's a god from. Well, he was with Red with him. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he was in with other people. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, he gets picked up by the Jewish people. He gets taken to the rabbi, and uh, the the rabbi he's got a pretty good speech here. I like the way he was talking about, like, uh, you don't think you're lucky? You don't think you're lucky because of, uh, you don't know. Yesterday, you would have thought you were lucky compared to today. And so on and so forth. It's, it's, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you gotta be there mm-hmm. for that speech. But at, at, around this point, I'm starting to think, is this, uh, a comedy movie? I had a feeling, one of my notes is the tone of this reminds me of Snatch. 
Okay. Where it's a crime movie, but there's also, they're trying to float, well, Snatch is funny, but. Yeah. In this one, it feels like they're trying to force humor into it. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like, well, like with Snatch, I think they knew we're making a funny movie also. Yeah. With this one, they're like, they're not sure. They're like, oh, there's some funny parts here, funny parts there, but yeah. let's not go, let's go overboard with the funny. Yeah. Anyway. So he goes to see the, uh, rabbi. the rabbi, right? And the rabbi tells him, "Okay, so now you, you owe me money too. You owe me thirty-two thousand dollars. I need it by what, like forty-eight hours or mm-hmm. something." So that's, and then as soon as he leaves, Bruce Willis comes out again. He's like, uh, you know, that guy is not really who he says he is. He, I, I can tell if somebody's lying. He says he's not Nick Fisher. I believe him. He's like, "Oh, I know he's not." So who is he? Don't worry about it. Or something like, <laughs> "All right." Okay, so at this point, uh, uh, gears are starting to turn. Like I already see where this is headed, as a who's mm-hmm. who and whatnot. But we'll keep going. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lucy Lou's trying to be Columbo and figure out what's been happening. Yeah, and she figures out that uh, Bruce Willis might be involved. Yeah, and she takes a picture of him with a flip phone in an elevator, in the fucking the loudest sound of flip phone, <laughs> super shutter sound. She puts the phone. Ne- Next to her ear, thinking, "Oh, let me press this button while I'm on the phone with you," and you hear, yeah. "That's the noise you hear." Yeah, <laughs> it takes a picture, and Bruce oh, Willis but. is just like, duh, 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 duh. "Yeah." And in my note, I'm like, "You don't fucking hear that," but then we find out later on. Yeah, he knew. He knew the whole time. <laughs> but that was yeah. It's it's because I've I've done that move where I'm trying to record something where mm-hmm. I get the flip phone up to my ear and I'm walking around because somebody's being like really ridiculous. But I feel like it comes across very obvious. But I don't know, Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce Willis news. Yeah, he knows. He knows everything. Yeah, so I th- so Lucy Liu's, uh she pulled in some contacts to find out the hotel mm-hmm. and whatnot. Finds out that Josh Hartnett also came out of the same hotel because she she was trailing Bruce Willis, and then Bruce Willis goes to a building where Josh Hartnett comes out of with the Jewish guy. So he's like, "So what's up?" So Josh Hartnett starts telling Lucy Liu about what's happening and everything, mm-hmm. and and she's weirdly okay with everything. Mm-hmm. Like, so. I'm hired to kill this guy. Uh, this other guys are trying to kill me also. She's like, oh, okay. So what are you going to do? That part was a little bit awkward for me. I didn't feel like that she was actually... It It didn't feel good. It didn't feel right the way she was just so uh, like accepting of his... Uh, I thought she was in on it the whole time. Because every time she yeah. would leave the room, new bad guys would walk in and yeah. be like, hey. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. I, I had a feeling that she was somehow involved. Yeah. That and one of the bosses sent her to be like, hey, go talk to this guy. Yeah. Just yeah. Let his guard down. Just like the other part where he, I'm, later in the movie, she gets shot. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, that makes perfect sense. She's part of the thing. You know? All right, cool. Yeah. It, it, I did have that feeling too. Like there's something up with her. But at the same time, I was just, I was too infatuated mm-hmm. with her character to cast judgment. How, okay. <laughs> what did you think of their date? <laughs> that was, that was interesting. <laughs> So, so Lucy Liu asks Josh Hartnett out, mm-hmm. kind of. It's like, again, very cavalier, but like, uh-huh. so if you're not dead later, let's go out. Yeah. Yeah. Stranger I don't know in, in my friend's apartment. Right. Well, she does hang around. She does, her job is very lonely from what it looks like. Yeah, because we find out later on she's a coroner. Yeah. Right. So I guess maybe she's okay with a little morbid things in general. Yeah. All right. Again, I'll give her a pass because <laughs> she's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the fairy's there. Yeah. So he comes up with a plan. Slevin, I'm going to go in there, and I'm not going to kill him right now. I'm going to ask him out on a date, or I'm going to flirt with him or something. Yeah. And the whole time he's being uh, watched by cops, because there's cops in a in a, in a in a van, and Stanley Tucci, right. another character actor I like, yeah. is in there. And he's, uh, he's like, who is this guy? Is he FBI? Is he in the mob? Who is he? So they don't know who he is. Okay. So now they're tracking him, and they're tracking him in the restaurant. Was it was that was that fat guy in the van also the fat guy from Die Hard Three? I don't think so. <laughs> Taking a, trying to take apart the bomb. It's maple syrup. That yeah, guy? yeah, yeah. He looks like him. Okay. I don't think so. I think the guy that says is it maple might be syrup. a different guy. You see, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. connecting I, everything. I feel like the nose is a little bit longer in the guy in oh, Die wow. Hard Three. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is just me just watching the movie trying to connect everybody to Bruce Willis from yeah. other projects. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, so he goes to the bathroom. He. Uh, I guess first enough to get a date. Yeah. And, uh, the, the cop comes in to question Josh Hartnett. So who are you? What's your name? I'm like, oh, I'm just going to the bathroom. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, get off me. Uh, it was a very weird exchange. At, at this point, I'm starting to feel like something's up with Slevin. Yeah. Like it's just starting to, like he's starting to tilt his hand a little bit about, okay, he's not exactly who he says he is. It's, I mean, come on, Slevin, really? Yeah. But up until this point, he's playing like this goofy wrong place, wrong time guy. 
but it's like starting to leak out little by little. Like, okay, he's not that goofy. Well, the way I see it is, it kind of like felt for me that it was leaking out after he started talking to the boss. I mean, okay. he was way too comfortable to be talking like that to a person. Well, he's got that disease. Know. What kind of disease is that? I, I forget what he called it. It was like adder, adder, addergy or something. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, he he doesn't feel remorse or stress from situations. I feel like I never heard of that. I, that sounds made up to me too, but right. apparently it explains why he's so cool about everything. Mm-hmm. One thing we forgot to mention about the fairy is he has a star of David around his neck that has a sensor. So if he presses it, there's like already a there, he's always being um, he's got bodyguards. not followed, but he has a crew of guys around yeah. him to protect him. They're like Palestinian uh, army something or yeah. others. So all you guys do is press the not Palestinian dude. If he's it's Jewish. A, oh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> they don't like each other. Uh, all he's got to do is press the star. In this world, the they're star. cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All he's got to do is press the star and instantly, boom, these guys come out. So that's panic button. to know later on. Yeah. Yeah. So now Josh Hartnett, it's time for the date. He goes up to the, uh, to the, the fairy's apartment, which I feel is uh, a little weird to li- uh, first date, come up to my apartment, knowing his status in the world. Yeah. That, that, that should be a red flag type of, let's meet mm-hmm. somewhere, uh, or, I don't know. Well, for the for the, in this sense, I mean, the safest place supposedly for the fairy is his uh, apartment. Is do they even say his real name besides the fairy? Because mm-hmm. that's all I remember. Mm-hmm. No. All right. Anyway, so I I want to I want to phrase it at least in a way. He does look like a guy that I've seen in another movie, though. Haven't you? he? He, he looks a little bit like the guy from Euro Trip. Uh, really? That was like the pothead oh, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think so. Looks no. similar. In Euro Trip, the 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 guy that was a pothead. Was uh oh you mean the one that do, did the brownies? Yeah. No. Okay. Too short. <laughs> no, too short's a rapper, dude. There, there's a rapper named Too Short. I'm, I feel like yeah, there is. Yeah, but it's the number two. Okay, now that's too much. <laughs> the number two and then short. <laughs> is this where the twist comes in, where we find out that yes, Josh Hartnett's a badass? Because up, up until this point, uh, the plan was supposedly get Slevin to kill the fairy. And then Bruce Willis was going to kill Slevin mm-hmm. and make it look like it was a uh, a murder suicide. Mm-hmm. We're gay. Nobody understands us. Type of situation. Well, that was the one they were trying to sell the idea, at least to the boss. Yeah. And everything. That's what Bruce Willis told God was going to happen. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. <laughs> no, shouldn't it be? That's what God told God. Yes, was going to happen. Right. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit told God. I'm so confused. Oh, there right you now. go. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> So Josh Hartnett comes in. He's like, and Josh Hartnett is saying to Lucy Liu anyway that, well, I'm gonna tell him somebody's trying to kill you. Let's work it out. Yeah, find something. So he, he walks in. Hey, uh, somebody's trying to kill you. Oh yeah, who? Me. He pulls out the silenced gun and quack 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 shoots him. Well, maybe three once. times. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, so, not enough, I guess. I, I guess he did. He did it in the chest. I believe that, right? It seemed like it was a chest shot. It, it, it looked like it should have been fatal. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we find out later on, if he if he's as bad as he's supposed to be, it should have been a fatal shot. But yeah, it turns out it wasn't. So the the fairy thing on the ground, Josh Hartnett comes over to kind of look at him for some reason, and then Bruce Willis, you see him coming through out the back, points a gun. Uh, Slevin turns to look at Bruce Willis. It, it, you feel like this is it; it's dead. But then Bruce Willis ends up shooting the fairy again because he comes back to life. Yeah, for, for some reason. And then they trigger the the Star of David. And for some reason, they're hiding behind a fake wall. Yeah, I don't understand where that how that know. works. Bruce Willis play. is standing. He just already got his guns pointed at the wall. Like, all right, they're coming in. They're coming in. And then Josh Hartnett comes like, in. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, they they break through the wall with automatic guns. Bruce Willis sh- shoots them up real good, and then replaces watches. Uh, and then and then proceeds to torch the entire place. Yeah, it, I don't think it was torch. I feel like it was more of an explosion. Yeah, it was explosion. Like the fires involved. Mm-hmm. See. Why would they do that? Just bust through the walls? That makes no sense. I mean, I know it's quick, yep. but they it completely gets gives away their position. It gives them a chance to like be confused because they don't know the perimeter or what's going on. Well, in the th- think, think about it this way too: if if you're holed up in there trying to kill the fairy, you're not expecting backup to come through the wall. Yeah, so yeah. you're gonna catch them off guard. True, you're, but you're not supposed to know they're there. What I'm talking about is the noise that it makes. Not only does it they they break the walls instantly, people know it's going to happen. Not to mention that the when you do break through the walls, there's going to be a chance for like debris to, to confuse where you're supposed to be looking for. Why can't you just have a slit that closes that opens down a, a secret door or 
why don't you have like a painting that falls down and there's a, a painting chance- with fake eyes where you move the thing and you can <laughs> sure, see the eyes. Sure, why not? It could move. be fun. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Sure. That way it doesn't make you're any noise. You're just blindly behind a wall not knowing what you're going to run into. Yes. In the case of the bad guys. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's why they died so quickly. Fair enough. Like, I guess. Then your boy goes into fucking FU mode. I don't, like, he just starts fucking whack, 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 whack. He just starts whacking guys. Yeah. And the two Jewish guys who were, who picked up Slevin, you find out that they were shot in their car. Yep. So everybody's dying, little by little. Yep. By who? By Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yeah, man. The hand of God. Why didn't he throw a baseball at those guys coming out the wall? Because <laughs> he had a gun. If that's a guaranteed kill shot. Because it was Slevin that did it, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh, God. <laughs> So, uh, while this is all happening too, uh, Josh Hartnett's, uh, having little happy times with Lucy Lou. Yeah. They're, Yay! they're doing things, which is, which is fine. A little jealous, but all right. I understand mm-hmm. it. So, th- so now we, we know that Bruce Willis and Slevin are working together. They're, yeah. they're now waiting to, I guess, show their hand or it happens right now. Yeah. It happens right now. Okay. They go in there and they kidnap. The boss and the rabbi. Right. And they, they're strapped to opposite ends of a chair, similar to Indiana Jones and his dad in the third Indiana Jones right, movie. Back to back. Where they're like, Henry, what? Junior, what? Dad, what? And, they, <laughs> and this is, and then exposition is fucking just hit over your head. <laughs> it's just exposition, 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 exposition. We find out that the, uh, two mobsters who were in the room who killed that dad yep. from earlier. Was a young boss and a young rabbi. Right. They were the ones that killed the father because they, they were up and coming. This was like their, this is what put them into power. Yes. By killing the guy and then and the entire family, it made everybody know, don't fuck with them. Yep. And that's how they rose to become as big as they were oh, in the world. Oh, we forgot to mention, they killed the dad by putting a plastic bag over his head and then duct taping the, yep. the, yeah. the bottom part. The so he suffocated. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, it was me. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is revenge. Pretty mm-hmm. much. It took 20 years for me to do this some, for some reason. Yep. But eventually, he the whole thing was orchestrated. He he never got mugged. He uh, Bruce Willis punched him in the face in order to look like he got mugged. Uh-huh. Uh, they killed the guy. The, the re- in, in the opening sequence when he, those two guys died, those mm-hmm. were those bookies from both sides. Yes. yes. The, the the So the, the black guy who was shot in the parking structure was yep. the boss's bookie. And then the guy who got the baseball in the eye. That was the rabbi's, rabbi's bookie. bookie. Right. So it was a key that they started everything. So they got their books. So, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> they get the books and they find two common names that owe both of these bookies money. Nick Fisher. Yep. So they target Nick Fisher and we find, spoiler alert, unless you haven't seen a, a, a thriller with a twist in that past 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> the guy in the opening sequence was Nick Fisher. Yeah. The one that, the one that got his neck cracked by Bruce Willis in yeah. the middle of an airport. Yeah. From the Kansas City Shuffle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So by them taking Nick Fisher out, that allows Slevin to assume the name of Nick Fisher. Or no, not to assume the name. He poses as yeah, a person that knows Nick Fisher. As a person who knows Nick Fisher, who can then gain access into the rabbi and the boss's uh, Montague Capulet Hotel right. yeah. buildings. And not only Slevin, but also what Bruce Willis too? Well, Bruce yeah. Willis was hired, yes. Yes. Well, but Josh, he never Josh. worked New York. He was he disappeared for twenty years. Yeah. So they brought him back. The last time he worked in New York was supposedly to kill Slevin. Yeah. The the little kid. Yeah. yeah. Now Josh Hartnett kills God's uh, he kills Jesus Christ because that's what cha- sets this whole chain of events in, into play. Yeah. By, by killing the boss's son, that makes the boss call Bruce Willis, so Bruce Willis can now be come in, and it also shows Bruce Willis then going to the rabbi and saying, "Hey, I've been hired to kill you, or to kill your son. You need to work with me so I can or pay me." More. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Bruce Willis found a way to be accepted to both camps. Slevin found a way to get accepted to both camps so they could both come and go as they please to both places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To gain access to kind of plan it out and find out how to eventually kill them all. Mm-hmm. So he uh, suffocates the guys. Yes. Uh, we, same way that his dad was taken out. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also find out at the same time that the cop that's been following them was the gunman that killed his mom mm-hmm. because he was a. Uh, he was, he owed the bookie a lot of money too, and that was how he got repaid. Yeah. So Slevin kills him in the car. So Josh Hartnett. So it sounds. I, this always tripped me out in movies. How you could never tell that someone's in the backseat of your yeah. car. Like Hartnett just appears out of the shadows, like it was me. Bam, and he takes him out back of the head. Yeah. 
I mean, there's suspension in cars. I know, right? It's like, yeah. Wait a second, someone's here. Yeah. <laughs> and it was dark. Wouldn't your light turn on? And you like, hey, what the fuck's that thing? <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> yeah. Unless he was there the whole time. Yeah, I, I, and let, <sighs> oh yeah, I know he was in there the whole time. But like, how do you not notice that? Every time I get in my car, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of what's happening in my car. I feel like you have to get like training from Michael J. Fox, from that one bit where he has what? to jump. Remember that whole bit in Back to the Future too? Oh, he just jumps in the back seat of the car. Nobody oh, notices, yeah. and then mm-hmm. yeah, no one notices, and then <laughs> yeah. he's in there like not like good for he's half an hour around and moving, yeah. trying to. Oh yeah, that was dumb. You know that future sequence is 2015. Oh yeah, huh. where's our hoverboard? Oh yeah, right. Well, they're working on it. Yeah, <laughs> there's commercials for that. Yeah, it's fake. It's a fake commercial with uh, yeah. Doc Brown. Yeah. yeah, that was interesting. And then they take Lucy Liu out at him. Yeah, because uh, that Bruce Willis no, knew the whole time that she made him. Yeah, and he shoots her in the chest. Quack quack. I have a problem with this. Okay. Which problem? Because we find out later on that Josh Hartnett tipped off Lucy Liu saying, hey, this guy's going to try to kill you. Right. Wear this uh, vest. Right. How do you know that he's not going to shoot her in the head? Well, because he trained him. Bruce Willis trained Slevin. So Uh he's for the past 20 years, they've been like uh, side by side. So I guess he knows how he works. Yeah. (laughs) Nice song. Side by side, which is uh from Hudson Hawk. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, man. So, and this is another thing. She she's a coroner. Now, coroners work in police stations, right? Not yeah, necessarily. No, no, they no. work for the county. Yeah, okay. They don't necessarily have to be in the police. There's station. forensic coroners. Yes. She sounds like she's like a county coroner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, but it's still kind of. Yeah, I mean, you still work with the police for a dead body that just randomly comes in. Yeah. Right. I mean, because, like, bodies, um, they have to be put in some place. Yeah. Yeah, but for Bruce Willis to just be able to walk down into the office where she's coronerizing. What? Yeah. Mortician. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just, like, walk in and shoot her and then walk out. Yeah. And again. Wait, you're questioning the badassness <laughs> of your guy? No, I'm saying it's the same It's the same thing as killing the guy in the airport. It's going to oh, be, yeah. somebody's going to notice. Well, there's also Men in Black 2 where the guy just walks in and walks out like the wind. Yeah. But then there's a line coming up very soon that explains... All of these misgivings that I've been having about Bruce Willis. Oh, oh shit. Yeah? We forgot about Robert Forster, the cop who called and just gave all the exposition. Like, we're looking for this oh, guy. Yeah. What, he... the... what was that? <laughs> so there's more exposition, yeah. exposition, 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 exposition thrown yes, our way. Yes, we get it. <laughs> yeah. But most of this movie was told to us. Yeah. <laughs> They're not... Yeah. not so much watching it. Yeah. So they, uh, Lucy Liu comes back. That's when we find out, oh, should we planned it all. They're at the same airport. Mm-hmm. Where where the guy got his neck cracked at the beginning, and turn around, Bruce Willis standing there, and like, ah, oh, fuck, <laughs> like he knew about Lucy Liu also. Yeah, and he was so angry too. Nah, he looked angry. Well, I was oh, I was gonna bring this up too. Then this is why part of this is a big part of why I thought this might want to be a comedy is because of Bruce Willis's face. What he has different faces, and uh, <laughs> he puts on. <laughs> It's different types of serious faces for different types of roles. I noticed this because of uh, yes, my obsession with Bruce Willis. The, the 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 serious face that he has in Hudson Hawk is the same kind of serious face he has in this movie. Is which is a different kind of serious face in in uh in the Jackal and a different kind of serious face than uh, Tears of the Sun. So he has multiple serious faces. Yes. There's, there's, I, personally, but the, the, I can see the smile behind wait, the serious face. Second. Are you telling me that Bruce Willis <laughs> has serious face? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. That's all he has is serious face? No, he has a bunch of faces, but he has different types of serious faces, which I can I can notice because of my anyway. Infatuation? Right. So Bruce Willis <laughs> I've said too much. Uh there there is a at the very end he's like, Alright, uh I know about Lucy Lou. He goes up to Josh Hartnett and uh it's like, Alright. Josh Hartnett tells him, I didn't think you'd understand. He's like, I do understand. Because they do this bit because he's the one that said that uh, spared the kid's life at the very beginning of the right. movie. So he's like, I do understand. And then he walks away, pretty much. And then Josh Hartnett asks Bruce Willis, how did you know about her? And his response is the perfect response that he can respond to anybody in any movie at any time. I'm a world-class assassin, fuckhead. How do you think I found out? <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Pretty much saying, I'm Bruce Willis. Drop mic. Walk away. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> Yes, so that's why he can crack a guy's head because he's a world class assassin. That's why he can shoot Lucy Liu in the corner's office and walk away. He's a world class assassin, fuckhead. 
Okay. He's so happy. <laughs> it's like, boom, that's my boy. We also forgot to mention, when Robert Forster is just feeding us exposition, we find out that the horse's name was Lucky Number Slevin. Yeah. And also, that the, whatever Slevin's last name is, is uh, is is Hebrew translating mm-hmm. into bad dog. Mm-hmm. So we have good cat and bad dog now. That's the team. It's all nice and tidy. Mm-hmm. Yay. It all makes sense. Took 20 years to do, but it all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did we forget to mention that? Uh, I think you, yeah, you mentioned it. Bruce Willis was the one who was supposed to kill the kid, and then he doesn't. Right. Yeah. We just, they just yeah. drive off together. Yeah. Right. That was in the exposition bombardment. Right. All of the, the exposition, exposition bombardment. Yeah. It's like a good half an hour of the exposition. Together, total, yeah, probably. Total, yeah. From the opening sequence to the, to the, the movie, yeah. Before those guys get suffocated. You know, I think there's a lot of exposition in this movie that it rivals that of uh, Delta Farce. Force? <laughs> Delta Farce? Force. That's <laughs> the, that's the movie too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Oh, uh, with that redneck dude? That one? Yeah. Cable guy. Yeah. Ugh. Oh yeah! Oh, Delta Farce. Yeah, they meant Force. Me too. I I went by accident. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Delta Force was was also pretty bad. That one, the worst movie. Yes. For, in our spoily awards. So, guys, that's uh, that's it. That's lucky number eleven. Would you say this is a uh, a bad movie? Uh, so good it's a bad movie or a okay movie? No, it's just it's well, it's, it's a Bruce Willis movie. Bruce Willis has his own category of movies for me. It, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was it was Bruce Willis, so like I I, I enjoyed it. So if okay, uh, okay, I don't, honestly, to tell you the truth, I mean, I w- I wanted to enjoy it simply because I do like Bruce Willis in a movie, and I think he's pretty cool. And I was expecting after the intro that he was going to do some really cool thing after he neck broke somebody, right? But the movie was kind of boring for me. I really yeah. didn't care for it. I was bored. Yeah, and I saw yeah. the twist coming, and I knew that yeah. kid yeah. was him. And and there was really nothing that kept yeah. me going, except for the fact that I was on a couch watching this, and I just didn't want to move to turn the movie off. Okay. <laughs> well, another thing this movie has going for me is it's it's a revenge film. Kinda. It's any kind of revenge movie. I I pretty much can buy into pretty well because mm. revenge is a is is something I fantasize about a lot with people. There's a lot of people that I'd like to get back for something somehow in the moment. Somebody cuts me off. I want to, oh, I'm going to get you back, but I don't do it. So seeing revenge happen is like, woo, it's exciting. I like it. Okay. Well, that's our opinion on the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I said, at the top of the show, we have lots of them, but we don't have any credentials. Now we're going to actually hear from people who have credentials. Do you want to hear the good reviews or the bad reviews from critics? Let's first? do the good ones this time because I feel like we're already going to know what the bad ones are. Okay. <laughs> Kirk Honeycutt of The Hollywood Reporter says, No matter how badly the movie cons you, you must admit that the film is stylish as hell with sharp dialogue, a tongue-in-cheek plot, and visual and editing razzle-dazzle. Where right. was the editing? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Maybe all the exposition stuff? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Jack Matthews of The New York Daily News says, Jason Smilovo- Smilovich's screenplay for Paul McGowan's Lucky Number Slevin oh, would be too clever for its own good if it weren't so... <laughs> Darn clever. That's, that's I a lot of tough names. Yeah, that's yeah. Fucking, that, that was rough. <laughs> Claudia Puig of USA Today That's says, why it's called Slevin, because the guys that made, made movies. Yeah, the guys even... who wrote it fucking have the weirdest tapes. Claudia Puig of USA Today says, This pop culture-infused mistaken identity thriller ultimately grabs hold and beguiles, though its, convulted, though it's con- convoluted plot takes a while to get going. Really does. Bad reviews. Rex- well, I, you know what? I, I think the why I didn't think it was slow is because I already played the whole movie on my head as it was going. Oh, yeah. So maybe it happened slowly, but I already knew. I don't know. Bad reviews. Rex Reed of the New York Observer says, Everything in it, every confusion, every line of unspeakable dialogue, every red herring, every camera setup has been borrowed from some movie you've probably seen before. Well, that's every movie, though. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> Luke? We just reviewed Cabin in the Woods. Yeah? <laughs> Which pretty much takes pages from every single other movie. <laughs> Lou Luminek of the New York Post says, A smug, deliberately convoluted, convoluted, I can't say that word. <laughs> a smug, deliberately convoluted mixtape of Tarantino, the Coen brothers, Guy Ritchie, and Hitchcock, with mostly a cast to die for. Lucky number 11 is great fun for, say, the first 20 minutes. Hmm. These are bad still? Yeah. And finally, Roger Ebert, Chicago Sun-Times says, it's the worst kind of con. It tells us it's a con, so we don't even have the constellation of being led down the garden path. 
The rug of reality is jerked out from under us in the opening scenes, and before long, the floor is being dismantled. That is true. That's that's a pretty good review. Mm-hmm. That's why he's the big guy. Rotten Tomatoes. This is part of the show where we make the guys guess the score on Rotten Tomatoes using our official Rotten Tomatoes paddle that we got from WonderCon. Yeah. For those of you unfamiliar with the scoring system for Rotten Tomatoes, it works like this. Audience, us, and the tomato meter, the critics, they compile an average score of 0 to 59, which would make the movie rotten, 60 to 84, which would make it fresh, and 85% to 100% would make it certified fresh. What do you want to guess first, the critics or the audience? Uh, critics. Okay. So the critics. The tomato meter. Now, based on the all-star cast, well, they got Kingsley. Kingsley. Everyone loves Kingsley. I think I feel like the critics love Kingsley because he, he does these like avant-garde type movies or whatever. Uh, He's an Oscar winner. So right. is Morgan Freeman. Right. So would they judge harshly because of the kind of movie? I feel like the acting, although we never really had a problem with the way people were acting, the story itself was where it fell short. So in a sense, what we're what we're talking about is not the acting, but the whole story as a whole. So yeah. it doesn't take place. It doesn't matter what the actors do. I say it's I say it's rotten. Okay. At what? I'm saying it's about 40%. 40, okay. 42. See, I want to give it the Bruce Willis bump, but I feel like that's going to screw me. So, <laughs> say that again. Say that again. <laughs> say that one more time. What was that? Uh, I got to go 50. <laughs> rotten. 51%. Oh! It is rotten. All right. Audience? I mean, no. <laughs> Audience uh, probably liked it less because nobody appreciates Bruce Willis like I do. I'm going to say audience gave it a 41. I'm going to go with 52. 87%. Wow. People liked it. Nice. Why? See? I'm Why? not alone. <laughs> Woo, audience. You're still alone here. <laughs> oh, in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Trivia. Uh, Bruce, uh, this is part of the show where I just make the guys... I don't make you guess anything. What am I talking about? <laughs> you guys are fed trivia by me. All Some right. things you might know. I didn't find a lot. Bruce Willis as a hitman and Josh Hartnett as the title character also starred together in the 2005 film Sin City. And Sin City, Hartnett portrays a hitman as well. Yep. According to the DVD commentary with Josh Hartnett and Lucy Liu, Lindsay, that's Lucy Liu's character, reaction, her reaction when she walks in on Slevin with his towel open is real. The scene was scripted, but Josh Hartnett actually flashed Lucy Liu without telling her prior. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, that's, all, that's all I found. Huh. He's like a Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Oh, get it? Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> it works on two levels. <laughs> it doesn't. Yes, it does. <laughs> Stats. We want to put this film into perspective with other more successful films that were released this year so we can get a feel of how well financially held to its peers. This movie's budget was $27 million. How? Okay. Why? That's the actors. Oh. Because there wasn't a whole lot of need for any kind of special anything. Except they, for the baseball. The the baseball and and, and breaking down that drywall. Plausible, yeah. Breaking down the drywall, I think, was probably most of the budget. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, paying the actors. So, okay, audience liked it. Critics, not so much. I think it would have made. It cost how much? Thirty. Twenty-seven million. I'll go with eighty. I'm going with sixty. It grossed fifty six point two million total in the U.S. It grossed twenty two point four million across seas. It grossed thirty three point eight million. Mm-hmm. So what's the total? Fifty six point two. Okay, so I was, okay. Yeah, you're over. So were you? <laughs> this film debuted in fifth place on the weekend of April seventh, two thousand six, with seven million dollars. The top five that week were Ice Age Meltdown at number one. <laughs> okay. The Benchwarmers and Adam Sandler production uh... at number two. Take the lead at three, and Inside Man at four. You want to talk about a badass Whoa. movie with twists? Inside Man. Did you ever see that? Yeah, that's, that's great. That's a badass, twisty movie. This came out the same time as that? Yeah. Oh, that's why. That's not that, why. No, because th- th- that's a legitimate twist. This is, like, not a twist. It's not even a movie, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an exposition. <laughs> Adam. It's a documentary about exposition. According to Box Office Mojo, okay, okay, uh, what would you guess? Ooh, what's cat? What's your category guess? Uh, rival, revenge, 
assassination. You would think like revenge thriller, right? Yeah. No. No. Can I, can I try one? Yeah. Go on, um, Difficult names all in one movie. <laughs> no. According to Box Office Mojo, this is the 41st highest grossing film in crime time. Dramas or thrillers centered on the criminals and the world of crime. Crime time. That's ridiculous. <laughs> what? That's like almost every movie ever made is, is a crime time movie then. The top three in this category are Inception. Yeah, they're criminals. And it's a drama. <sighs> the Departed. Okay. That yes. makes sense. And American Gangster. Okay. What about Die Hard? That's an action it's crime time. There's criminals. But, yeah, it's true, but he's also the main That's character. more crime time than Inception no, 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 is. The main no. character's not a criminal. Where it's centered on the criminals. Where the criminals are like the oh. main guys. Uh, so Inside a Man, where's that? I don't know. That should be on there. Yeah, Good, Goodfellas? It's on there. Goodfellas? Come on. Yeah, it's on there. It just didn't make as much as That's these three, I said. Rude. And, uh, Inception is on there because it deals with time. It, no, it's <laughs> no, not. No. It's all. It's, they're criminals. They're, they're criminals. Crazy. They're thieves. They're contractors, independent. Thieves. They're thieves. They steal things. They they're, steal ideas. They're not trying to steal. They're trying to plant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's called Inception, man. That's when you plant an idea. But you're still taking something away from Think about person. it like this. If I tell you, don't think of an elephant, what are you going to think of? Oh, an no. elephant. See? Inception. Yeah. We've all been incepticized. <laughs> Do you watch 30 Rock? Uh yes, there's a there's a bit with Jack Donaghy where he goes, uh, "Lemon, I never fall asleep on a plane because I'm scared I'm going to be incepted." <laughs> 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 Lastly, the last thing was this was the 112th highest grossing film in 2006. All right, and that's pretty much it. Okay, yeah. very good. This was Lucky Number Eleven from 2006, directed by Paul McGowan. Watch it on Amazon. Go to our website. Click on the Amazon link, which will take you there. It'll Donate some money to the show. Help keep the lights on. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It doesn't cost you anything extra. If you want to check out any other shows on the network, such as Girl on Geek or Rat, uh, Random Acts and Random Tangent. Tangent sorry. Check that out on the network, ratpackpodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash ratpackpodcast. Also and slash spoilers. spoilers podcast. has its own Facebook. Check yeah. us out on Twitter, at ratpackpodcast. Yes. Send us an email, uh, spoilers, at ratpackpodcast.com. Tell us your favorite twist movies or twist ending movies mm. and any uh, movies might have left out that uh, yeah. reference twists. We have actually left out a lot. Yeah. Seven, The Usual Suspects, mm-hmm. The Crying Game. Or if, you wanna, or if you want to give um, Adam his usual Willis bump, he's yeah. give us a review. The Sixth Sense. <laughs> Another Bruce Willis twist done well. Yeah. Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Another Bruce Willis twist yeah. done well. If you want any... Uh, Hudson Hawk. Which is a Bruce Willis movie I like. Yeah. If you want to <laughs> send us any comments or if you want a movie that you want us to review, Martin got his request by sending us an email to spoilers at ratpackpodcast.com. Thank you, Also, Martin. leave us a review on iTunes. Really helps us out as far as ranking goes on iTunes. And yeah, if you leave spread us... Spread the word, man. Yeah. If you leave us a review, we will bump your request to the top of the list. Yes. And we have we have quite a list now of... of Request we got to get through. So get up there first, man. Yeah. So if you want to be next, leave us a review on iTunes. And uh, anything else? Any other closing Bruce Willis moments? Uh, No. This this uh, this this whole (laughs) podcast was a Bruce Willis reference. Yeah. I didn't need to throw in any. You didn't have to. You did it for yourself. You even Willis bumped yourself. I did. did. Are you secretly Martin? And you wanted to see the Bruce Willis movie? Yes. I, I sat through the, all the other requests just to get to Slevin. <laughs> I feel like this is um probably not one of the best movies that Willis was in. No. 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 Yeah. I feel like if you were going to be a Willis But it's movie, better than... He's done... Lately, he's done a lot of bad ones. Has he? What? What's bad? There's a lot of straight to like uh, Netflix, straight oh, to that's VOD. That is true. Well, action the, movies the fire, that he's in. Was the movies... Fire's yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Red was good. Yeah, I like the red. That was full of action. Well, he gets out of a moving car and firing his gun. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And in Die Hard 4, he jumps <laughs> onto Out an of airplane. a helicopter and flips the person off at the same time. Yeah, no, that's five. In four, he jumps from an airplane onto a freeway. Oh, there you go. <laughs> in five, he jumps out of a building like five stories up in the air to flip off a helicopter as he falls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> that's good stuff. 
next week we're going to do a review. We're not sure what it will be. No. Uh, but uh, we'll be – I'll tell you what. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook or on Spoilers. What, what, that sentence doesn't make sense. No, if, you follow us on, if you follow us on Twitter – you got all these names in your or head. Facebook. You can't speak anymore. Or Facebook, either Rat Pack Podcast or Spoilers. We'll let you know on there what movie we're going to watch. So that way you can watch it and try to keep up with yeah, us. Yes, stay updated. Stay updated with us. And uh, that's it. Until next time, guys. This is Hollywood. I'm Adam. I'm Maestro. I'm still sleeping. Oh, hey. Hey, hey God. God. Hey, 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 I don't remember. Oh, it's okay. It's <laughs> a movie. For some reason. Do you remember being here? Yes. Okay. All right. I drank my beer. He, oh. oh, shit. I we, think he got incepted. Yes, we all, we just, uh-huh. we all incepted you. Yes. No, no, I, no. no. I, you guys may have. It's been so long. I, I don't remember. I, <laughs> I apologize. He's been, he's been stuck in limbo for 50 years. Yeah. Like <laughs> he's only been asleep for five minutes. Yes. Oh. And so now he thinks this movie's amazing. That's the inception put in there. Uh, you guys. Do you suddenly in. like Bruce Willis? Was that the inception? <laughs> yes. That you implanted in Nobody his brain? needs to be incepted to like Bruce Willis. Jeez, it's Bruce Willis. Oh, ah, just kidding. It's a show.